0: Now we're focusing on the airlines, and joining us is Tim Lesko, Director and Senior Wealth Advisor at Mariner Wealth Advisors. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Hey, before we get into a discussion about the airlines in particular, I just wanted to get your take on the overall market. We've seen some weakness, volatility still elevated. It seems like the bond market's kind of dictating what the equity market's doing at this point. Do you see any reprieve, or are we going to see continued uh, back and forth action here over the near term?
1: I think we're going to continue to see back and forth action. Pretty hard to get a clear picture of what's going on when you have, you know, war in Eastern Europe and you have high, higher interest rates and high inflation. So until one of those things seems to break for the positive, I think the market's going to be in for a volatile time trying to figure out, you know, six months from now, what does the situation look like?
0: Yeah, we will continue to see that bond market uh, maybe uh, continue to affect the equity market at this point. But one area that you cover uh, quite extensively is the airlines, of course. Uh, They've been under pressure over the last 52 weeks. Tim, it seems like inflation, uh, inflation pressures, jet fuel prices going up, doesn't seem to stem demand at this point, but it doesn't seem like the airlines can right the ship just because of the uncertainty out there as far as inflation. And will we see some demand destruction on those flights that are in high demand at this point? What's your take here on the overall sector?
1: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with the demand destruction question, right? We saw some demand destruction coming out of the Delta variant into the Omicron variant. And now we seem to have a very, very strong demand for flights. Um, you have had each of the airlines has talked about, you know, higher demand, higher future bookings. So particularly domestically, you have a tremendous demand for travel, plenty of cash in people's pocketbook as inflation remains more persistent than people expected, you begin to eat away at that cash sitting in people's bank accounts and for perhaps start to you know, see future demand waning. And that's why investors have really taken a pause on airlines, really, particularly over the last year, but more acutely over the last three or four months.
0: Yeah, you bring up a good point there because I've been trying to book flights overseas and they're at triple the price levels that we saw at the end of 2019, uh, early stages of 2020, the last time I traveled overseas. Is that going to you know negatively affect the demand picture where it's almost like what the Fed has kind of uh, laid out for everybody? If if you start uh, raising interest rates, trying to get inflation under pressure, the consumer will take care of it itself because you can't keep buying tickets that are triple the price if you travel on a regular basis, correct?
1: Correct. And, you know, what you're really seeing as well is that most of the demand has come from consumers, uh, the leisure sector going on vacation, right? And we're entering the high season for that. So airfares are high. Demand is high. What does it mean come fall when business travel is supposed to take over for that? Will we continue to see uh, communication services like we're doing, Skyping with one another rather than going on business trips? What is the overall outlook for steady-state demand in airlines? And nobody really knows what that is. Um, Inflation has never hurt airlines because they have higher fuel costs
0: Yeah, it's almost like that breaking point, Tim, for the consumer, what they're willing to pay to finally get out there and do uh, you know, do travel again, because we've already seen the drop-off in a lot of the consumer discretionary and brand names, uh, especially if you look at Home Depot and some of the other uh, retail outlets, where, hey, they're pulling away from that. They're going into experiences at this point. That's right up their alley. But you did mention business travel, and I think that's a huge key for not only uh, you know the domestic carriers that we have, United, Delta, and American, which rely on the revenues from that, but have you seen that starting to pick up a lot more lately as the economy's opening up?
1: Well, that's, I think the, the hope is that as the economy opens up, people will long for those types of business meetings. Certainly, we thought after Omicron that you really had the green light to begin seeing cross-Pacific and cross-Atlantic flights which are really, really expensive to run, so you need high seat capacities and you need high utilization. And uh, what's going on in Asia has put a little bit of a question mark as to whether we're going to see that return of business travel this summer. Uh, expectations are that's still going to happen. People are not going to want to work with one another in two dimensions for the rest of time. But those with complex route structures, multiple different aircraft types have a hard running a business in this environment versus the domestic carriers who tend to have
0: simpler business models, simpler routes than the ability to expand and contract routes where you really don't have that international. Yeah, getting back to that semblance of normality for a lot of those companies. And as I mentioned, I just traveled last weekend and the Admirals Club was just full of business travelers. I was down in Texas, so maybe that equates to more people traveling actually for business at that point. But uh, if you look yeah. at on, another area, the discount airlines, uh, you know, there's this fight over um, Spirit Airlines at this point, JetBlue making a bid, the, the Spirit board thinks they could probably get more. Do you see any regulatory issues? Because I, just looking at it from the outside, Tim, I think this, this deal has no way of passing the regulators at this point, just be, due to the northeast corner. Your take here on this potential deal uh, in more consolidation in the industry? Right. I
1: think the the map is going to be very important, whether or not the deal passes through, uh, you know, federal, federal regulators. The deal, on its surface, when you have two airlines that are merging with one another that actually fly the same aircraft and have the same pilot training, and the same systems, tends to be a you know an early accretive type of acquisition. Uh, this environment, you're going to get that approved. You do have some new airlines popping up in the form of Breeze and in the form of of Availa. So you're you're starting to see people replace what used to be the budget airlines that have now become these really large domestic airlines. So if you do have enough other competition, perhaps the deal could get through. Uh, But those, those again, you have higher interest rates. Higher interest rates means the planes become more expensive. So the growth of those other airlines may be challenged if the financing on aircraft gets more
0: expensive. Definitely, uh, a lot of concessions probably coming down the road if they want that deal to get through, uh, uh, Tim. But if you look at um, you know this area, are there any specific names within the airlines that you like more than others uh, at this point?
1: Well, I think we just think more broadly. Is that we particularly look for those airlines that are, you know, more wholly domestic and have the simplicity of business model. So it's really not this environment that we're specific to that. It just tends to be as long-term investors, you're trying to find more repetitive business models and more consistent recurring revenue. So we tend to stick towards the domestic-only
0: kind of simple carriers. If All right. Great discussion. And I I follow a lot of option activity, Tim, and it just seems every day there's some speculation to the upside in a lot of these airlines, but they're going out in duration out to June, July, August, September, with the expectations that we're going to see better days for these stocks moving forward. All right. Great discussion, Tim. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Tim Lesko, director and senior wealth advisor at Mariner Wealth Advisors.